0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, January 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Newsom unveils water portfolio. USMCA likely headed for quick approval, and Senate warned of devastating ag labor shortage. Three months later than promised, California agencies published the first draft on Friday afternoon of Governor Gavin Newsom's water resilience portfolio. The report details more than 100 policy actions for agencies to take to help the state adapt to changing climates and aging infrastructure. CDFA, for example, is rebranding its Climate Smart programs to help disadvantaged farmers adapt to the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act and to fund projects to improve soil health for better water retention. Read our full report of the portfolio at agripulse.com. So what's next? Well, the Portfolio's working group will be taking comments until February 7th. You can file those via email to input at waterresilience.ca.gov with a final draft to be released soon after. Remember, Newsom's first budget draft is due Friday. This will indicate how the administration will be prioritizing the Portfolio's many potentially costly proposals. Judge exempts truckers for now from AB5. A federal judge issued a temporary order on New Year's Eve blocking the state from enforcing the new gig worker law on truck drivers. Passed last year at Assembly Bill 5, the law was to go into effect on January 1 and would have reclassified thousands of independent agricultural haulers as regular farm employees. The order is the result of an ongoing lawsuit filed in November by the California Truckers Association. The district court will make a decision next week on CTA's request for a preliminary injunction to continue blocking enforcement while the case is heard. Western Growers Jack Resnick notes that U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez wrote the CTA is likely to prevail in its argument that AB5 harms truckers. DPR offers research grants on chlorpyrifos alternatives. The Department of Pesticide Regulation has set aside more than $1 million to fund up to four projects that can seek out safer, more sustainable pest management alternatives to chlorpyrifos. It's taking applications through February 7th. Remember, this is the second round of funding from DPR, a pot totaling $2.1 million altogether. CDFA has also been allocating more than $3 million in grants for IPM strategies. DPR may not be able to block Malibu's ban on all pesticides. The city of Malibu approved last month a ban on all pesticides. The city council was seizing on a growing momentum in the state to ban rodenticides to protect coastal mountain lines. The city cannot preempt the state's authority to regulate pesticides, yet activists are seizing on a loophole by engaging the California Coastal Commission on the issue, according to the LA Times. The commission is expected to take up the matter this year. Remember, DPR is currently reevaluating second generation anticoagulant rodenticides, or SGARs. A bill in the legislature proposes statewide ban on SGRs, also expected to return this month. Senator Harry Stern, who represents the Malibu region and co-authored the bill, sent a letter of support for the citywide ban on pesticides. Senate set to move on USMCA. The new year is starting the way the old year wrapped up in the nation's capital. Trade policy at the top of the agenda for U.S. agriculture. The U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement is set to take another step toward ratification tomorrow morning, that when the Senate Finance Committee is scheduled to consider the House-passed implementing bill. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell hasn't said when the USMCA measure will be on the Senate floor. But White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro said yesterday on Fox Business that the full Senate could pass the measure before the end of the week. Possibly this week we could actually do some great people's business. Dairy farmers in Wisconsin will rejoice, auto workers in Detroit, everyone in between, according to Navarro. Now take note, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, who has proposed tough new requirements for trade agreements in her effort to secure the Democratic presidential nomination, expressed strong support for USMCA in an interview with the Boston CBS affiliate station. That's a sharp break from Senator Bernie Sanders, the Vermont Independent, also vying for the Democratic nomination. For more about USMCA and what's on this week's agenda, read our Washington week ahead. Farm groups appeal to Senate for H-2A fix. A coalition of farm groups is pleading with Senate leaders to take up legislation to slow down increases in H-2A wage rates and to make H-2A workers eligible for year-round employment. A letter that the Agriculture Workforce Coalition has sent to Senate leaders makes no mention of the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which the House passed 260-165 to in December. That bill would freeze H-2A wage rates for one year and cap subsequent increases. But the American Farm Bureau Federation is a member of the Ag Workforce Coalition and didn't support the House bill, in part because of provisions that would allow H-2A workers to challenge their employers in court. Keep in mind, Senators say a standalone ag labor bill has little chance of getting anywhere in that chamber. But Paul Schlegel, Vice President of Public Affairs for AFBF says there could be a path to passing ag labor legislation depending on how the Supreme Court rules in a pending case involving the Trump administration's effort to shut down the DACA program. Schlegel thinks the ruling could spur Senate interest in finding a compromise on the DACA issue and providing a legislative vehicle for passing an ag labor bill. The Obama-era DACA program allows people who were brought into the country illegally as children to stay in the U.S. USDA sets changes in easement program. U.S. Department of Agriculture has made a series of changes in the Agriculture Conservation Easement Program to implement new requirements of the 2018 Farm Bill. The modifications include provisions allowing USDA to waive the $900,000 adjusted gross income limit for participation of the program. A waiver from the means test was written into the program of the 2008 Farm Bill, but removed by Congress in 2014. Other changes include allowing water management practices on wetlands easements and roll-through ASEP, and landowners who want to graze cattle on a wetlands easement will have to follow a grazing management plan. An interim final rule implementing the changes in ASEP is being published in the Federal Register today, kicking off a 60-day comment period. Here's today's He Said It. Globally, sustainability discussions do not start in California. That UC Davis professor Frank Mittler in an AgriPulse open mic interview. Mittler explained he has seen many initiatives start in Northern Europe, spread across the continent before jumping to California and then to Washington, Oregon, and eventually to the nation's capital. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, January 6th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jack Alley.